0: This show is brought to you in part by Temple Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft. For more information on creating great gear for your team, contact them at 563-243-1304 or at templessports.com. Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here. I have Troy Purcell here with me, the head coach of the Carroll Saints. Coach, how are you doing this morning?
1: Great, great. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, it's it's great to talk some some frontier football. Uh, you know, it's it's one of the the more underappreciated leagues, I think, in the NAI. Um, just just out the gate, um, you know, we've we've seen other conferences um, having to change their schedules in terms of playing a conference only schedule. If you had to um, give them some advice on on how you go about. Playing some home and home games like the Frontier has to. What are, what are you telling folks?
1: Uh, you know, it's it's exciting. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like uh, high school ball in a way, where there's an opportunity to go ahead and play. Uh, you know, you say you play a regular team, you know, on the re- or a team in the regular conference, and you play them again in the playoffs. So you see them a couple times, and so uh, it, it's uh, you know, strategy wise, it's a little different because you don't know. Let's say you beat up on them really well in the first game, and then. You know, the second game is gosh, they're going to take this away, they're going to take that away. So you you need to have a few more bullets in your in your belt, just on anticipating. You know, the the coaching and how they're going to game plan it a little bit different. So uh, that part gets pretty exciting. So you got to be able to coach on the run, um, and uh, even more in a game uh, because tendencies a lot of times are thrown out the window.
0: So. Uh, we talked a lot about on on the NAIF All Live Show last year about everybody College of Idaho was bringing back in 2019, and it ended up that they continued the hot streak that they started in in 2018. But this year, it's y'all that are bringing back the most all conference selections in the Frontier Conference. Um, this includes a couple of of O linemen and. Uh, your your running back, your your leading wide receiver, a tight end, and you're also bringing back your your quarterback, who uh, was the only one out of those that wasn't an All Conference selection. Uh, talk to me a little bit about your offense in 2020.
1: Yeah, I know it's exciting times. Uh, Alex Hoffman will be our right tackle. He's getting a little bit of looks from uh, the NFL and the scouts and such. Uh, big six, 290 pound, you know, uh, athletic uh, tackle that moves real well. He was a Triple option quarterback, outside Veer quarterback in high school. And so uh, <laughs> I'd have loved to see the, the huddle tape with that guy, you know, running outside Veer. But, uh, you know, he was here before I got here. Uh, Luke Gleesman will be the center on the inside. Um, and again, he'll be a senior, uh, an outstanding young man, very good a leader on that offensive line. Uh, Tanner Steele, a left tackle, uh, he'll be back also. Big 6'3, you know, 290 pound uh, young man that, you know, gosh, you know, plays really well. He happens to be married, one of the married guys on the team, so very mature. So those three guys are kind of the anchors, a real solid offensive line. you got a good offensive line, you're, you're probably going to have a pretty good season on the offensive side. Uh, Devin Bridgewater, again, some outstanding quarterbacks in the Frontier Conference. Um, so uh, not getting – I know he's striving for that, you know, to be an all-conference, <laughs> you know, player. But, uh, you know, his, his number one thing, he's a very unselfish kid. Um we only allowed 10 sacks last year in 10 games. And so, uh, but a lot of that too was him getting on the outside and throwing that ball out of bounds and, and making sure we didn't get a sack and, and uh, not making a bad play worse. Um, so, he, and he'll do a great job. You know, I'm excited for him. He's got a year into the system now and uh, his leadership skills are just keeping getting stronger. And so, uh, uh, it's it was, we get him for the next three years. So, that that's a positive. Um uh, Matt Burgess, you know, he was a true freshman last year. The running back, uh, he was the leading rusher in the Frontier Conference last year. Uh, outstanding young man, does everything. You know, if you if you had a person that you wanted to marry your daughter, that would be the guy. You know, he's that type of that type of kid uh, that does everything right. Real special, uh, big playmaker. You were you were mentioning our tight end, and Tony Collins. Uh, big 6'4", you know, two hundred and thirty pound tight end that runs very well. got great hands, uh, and again has an opportunity to be explosive. Um, you know, catching the ball, and he's you know just continued to improve on on his ability to block. So uh, again, we expect great things out of Tony Collins. Um, you know, and then Shane Sipes who was on metro All-American at the receiving uh, position, senior this year, fast, athletic. You know, 200 pound kid, weight room guy, you know, just a a very, very tough, leads by example. Um, You know, not as vocal as everybody else or some other leaders, but he definitely leads by example and and does a tremendous job. And he's got big play, you know, potential, you know, all over the place. So, um, yeah, and then you got Joe Ferris, you know, a very solid receiver, got a little more shakes. Um, And he understands the routes and the route combination, who has to be where. You know, he won't probably get as many touches, but He'll be the one that's gonna open things up because he's so smart. Um, Kyle Pierce kind of blows the top off everything. Big six four, lanky kid. Uh, he's also a senior um, and uh, he does a great job. He won, uh, you know, made the, the game-winning catch versus Western in the last eight seconds of the game last year. Clutch type kid, and uh, he just got married. So. Uh, again, so we got some guys that are very mature, and moving on, and, and uh, are not moving on, but at least in their in their personal lives. Um, so yeah, so we, we we're excited, you know. They, they we lost you know three guys on offense with uh, Sam Stratton, uh, J D Lyle, and uh, Major Ali. You know, you know, with contributors, um, uh, you know, behind them a little bit, but losing three guys on offense, we, we should be able to come back pretty strong and have a good year on the offensive side.
0: Defensively, you do um, lose a, a little, uh, a little bit, a couple of pieces one at one at each level um, that that are of note uh, with uh, Rex Irby in your defensive backfield, uh, Cole Greff on your line, and Dylan Kresge in your linebacking core. Um, but you do uh, bring back a couple of uh, wait, sorry, no Rex Irby is coming back. My bad. Correct. Um, and and you also have uh, Brian Fauntleroy that's that's coming back uh defensively as well um those two combined for um you know six picks how uh what is it that you're talking about to your your defensive players uh that that keeps them nose up for the ball
1: yeah you know uh, unfortunate thing with uh, you know coach uh um or we call him coach now but uh, Brian Fauntleroy he had uh, he had some brain cancer there so he's not able to play no anymore and so yeah they got uh, most of it out yeah, so yeah, so Brian would call him coach and uh uh so he won't be back in in that aspect but he'll still be a part of the pro- program. Um unbelievable kid, you know, just a uh, really special player and a special person. So uh um, but uh yeah, so we ended up uh losing him, but you you're right, Cole Graf uh was an outstanding, you know, uh, guy on the off at our, our defensive line there and and he really made things, you know, happen there. Um and then uh, Peyton Sexy, I thought did a great job also. Um, you know, that's another guy that we lost. Um, you know, the uh, uh, some of the linebacking core of um, Dylan Kresge, uh Chase uh, Bowen. You know, those two guys are real solid players in the inside there. Uh, Isaiah King at the corner position, you know, he was a solid player. He was an outstanding, uh, you know, uh, player there. And then, uh, yeah, so then we got some young guys coming back in those positions. Kyle Watt, I uh, expect great things out of him this next year. He was a uh, – uh, juco um, uh, jc kid we picked him up out of california from florida originally uh, outstanding young athlete, smooth you know uh, we have our um, hometown kid a true freshman corner uh, and zach spiroff ended up uh, earning that role uh, last year um, and then we got tj abraham and Eric and uh, uh dawson zebarth and tugs you know smith and i uh, know soto you know some guys coming back in to fill those roles up so uh, you you know, I think our front seven are real solid, you know, with Garrett Kokab, Mike Mafu, you know, uh, David Peterson, Hanser, Jake Metters, you know, those guys, Jake Walk, uh, Garrett Warden, you know, the, we're going to have some solid guys in that front seven. I thought we had that also last year. And then again, we just got to clean up some stuff on the back end. And, um, you know, that's where that's where we got to, you know, do the most work, you know, as, as we're moving forward.
0: Let's talk about uh, Carroll itself for a little bit. Uh, there's a little bit of a of, of a weight um, or a legacy that um, comes with being the head coach of Carroll. Um, you've got names like Joe Gagliardi, who spent time uh, at Carroll, that went on uh, to to be really um, good coaches or that were good coaches and racked up the wins. Uh, you know, you've got Bob Petrino Sr., who uh, whose sons Bobby and and Paul are are head coaches. Um, You know, that, that tree kind of started there. And then the, the man you replaced, Mike Van Deist, um, Talk about what it's like to uh, see that history and to um, try to, to walk in those shoes. Yeah, no,
1: it's, uh, it's pretty special. Uh, coach Glarity, he's the most winningest, uh, college coach, you know, in, in, in history, you know, of football. So, and he did have his start here. I think he was here for four seasons, uh, maybe three, but, uh, yeah, uh, unbelievable coach, God, man, uh, you know, uh Hunthausen, Bishop Hunthausen. He was a tremendous Hall of Fame coach here at Carroll. Also, uh, then like you said, you got Coach Petrino was here for 28 years, won 16 conference championships, made it to the national you know playoffs numerous, numerous times. Uh, his sons again very, very successful. Um, and that like and then Coach Van Dies, you know, six national, you know, 13 conference championships, six national championships. You know, just kind of. Brought it to, again, to that, you know, another, another level. And, uh, but yeah, though, the coaching tree has, it's just been, you know, unbelievable. You got, you know, Tom McMahon that, that uh, coach who played with me and he's, you know, coached for the Denver Broncos as a special teams coordinator. And Chris Sinkovich was coaching the O line here and he's the offense coordinator at Idaho. And, um, Kevin Peoples is coaching D line. Uh, I'm not sure where he's at right now. Um, but uh yeah the, the the coaching tree is just unbelievable of of Carol guys and Carol guys that played here and moved on and either in high school or in college and uh, just excelled and um, uh, again the, the good base of how to coach football and and how to you know build a program you know was definitely uh, evident by you know the leadership around here also not only as the wins but as you know producing great or great coaches.
0: You've talked about uh before. Um, The importance of building your base of of football alums and obviously with a a program as tradition rich as as Carol, uh, you know, that's not hard to do. Can you talk about uh, the importance of getting former former football players um, to to buy in to what's going on currently?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, you can't you know I, mean, I can't put my feet in either one of those gentlemen you know coach Petrino or coach Dies, you just got to kind of be your own guy and both those guys went to the hall of fame you know right after they got done coaching and you know combined you know coach Petrino was for 28 years and coach Dies for 20 years and wow <laughs> you know what I mean so no no pressure on me um you know coming on in so anyway you just you know you just be you and and um, you know do the best you can you don't ever forget the past uh but you don't live in the past you know what I mean I always tell the seniors how do you want to be remembered you know i mean i know there's all these great teams but that was them that was their legacy you know and how they they left it as as their senior year went along um so how do you want to be remembered and i think the kids bought into um you know the philosophy um, um you know getting better uh, each rep and you know what we've been bringing here uh, as a staff and uh um, it was evident, you know, last year, you know, I think we lost you know, three games where I combined, you know, 10 points. Um, and so we had, but I was, say, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, uh, it was his first winning season since 2014, which was a positive for those seniors. That's when they came in, when I met with them on their goals and that's what they wanted: is a winning season. And and so it was fun to be able to help them achieve that goal. And, uh, and, you know, yeah, so it's, um, you know, we just keep moving forward and, and uh and uh hopefully the wins are you know, with hard work, the winds will you know, will come and, and uh um, but again, comparing yourself to those legends, it's it's hard. <laughs> you know, and it's uh, uh it's amazing, you know, how well Carroll has done and I think they're the most still the most winning this program in any history.
0: So you um you left Carroll um after playing there. Um, you know, and, and uh, your most recent stop prior to that was with Coach Paul Petrino at Idaho. Um, while you were away and um, and in Idaho, what did what did you miss most about about Carroll, about the city surrounding it? Um, what what was what was the thing that that when you finally got back in, you're like, I missed this.
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, my mom and dad still live here. My dad passed away about a year and a half ago. And so uh, uh, my, my mom still lives out in the valley here. My mother and father-in-law live uh, in town. I got a brother that lives in town. And my wife has a brother that lives in town. And so we frequent back to Car- Carolyn and, and Helena, you know, quite a bit. And then, uh, you know, coaching high school ball for all those years too. Um, you know, we, we had opportunities to come back to Carol quite a bit. And I love Montana, love the feel of Montana. And, again, very biased, you know, going to Capitol, playing here at Carroll, and a very, very comfortable place. It's a very safe place. It's, uh, um, you know, it's a a great, you know, if you're an outdoor person to, you know, go back, you know. Um, And then the tradition here at Carroll, you know, I'm very, very thankful for Coach Paul Petrino giving me the opportunity to go to Idaho and learn, you know, the college football and learn, uh, you know, recruiting and learn, you know, motivation and continue the motivation and and the right way to do things. and. so again, it was, it was very fortunate and you know, learned from Chris Sinkovich there also. You know Mike Bresky and and uh, um, they are they're just a, a tremendous amount of guys. Luther Ellis and and Bobby Daly and and these uh, Eric Williams and you know they're they're just a lot of outstanding you know coaches you meet and you learn and you're always learning from from people um you know as you're going through this and so it did help prepare me and and kind of you know i don't know god's plan or whatever to bring me back full circle um you know with dad passing away to help mom out a little bit out there and and an opportunity to be the, um you know uh, a place that I love and where I had to be, you know, my beginning, you know, as a, you know, anyway, as a, as a, a player, anyway, to, you know, to play wouldn't be the beginning, I guess, at my end of my playing career here. But um, yeah, a lot of memories, a lot of, a lot of great times and a lot of tradition and, you know, the guys I, I see on the wall of uh, that I played with, you know, you kind of, sometimes the games kind of go away, but the guys you hang out with, and, you know, the, The guys you meet, the friends you meet, you already have those for life. You know, that's what makes Carroll special. It's, it's uh, you know, the brand, is, it's a small school, but everything in the whole nation knows, you know, who Carroll College is when you see the Halo C. And you got great, very, very successful people uh, on football teams and in the school, uh, you know, throughout the, you know, out the nation and out the world. So, again, a very fortunate, very, very, very humbling to be able to come back and, and play for, uh, you know, a place where, or coach for a, for a place where you got, you got a chance to play.
0: Before we let you go, uh, you know, just just got to know here if if I'm not mistaken, um, you were a linebacker at uh, Carroll here. So, um, what separates for you the the good linebacker from the, from the great linebacker? What's that? What's the what is the difference?
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, just a, a, a no fear mentality. Uh, you know, playing over your pads, always playing downhill. Um, be able to get off a of block, <laughs> you know, and then your, your in, instincts and your keys and reads also, you know, that's how everywhere on defense, if you just trust your keys and reads, you got a chance, uh, you know, to be a step faster, you know, it, it, you know, when you're turning your, or your step half crossing or your, you get fast flow over, you know, uh, you know, downhill. You know, for inside zone. Um, you know, reading the back, reading the quarterback, knowing tendencies, putting everybody where they need to be, um, and then, like I said, understanding what the tendencies are in this formation, this personnel group, and this down a distance, of what um, you know, what they're gonna, what they're gonna do. And if you get a step ahead of that and show some toughness and, and get downhill um, and and don't have any fear, you know, that's a linebacker mentality. You know, they're uh, um, you know, uh, the, you're tough group. You're your your leaders, your you know, your tough guys that are uh, can do both and get dropped into coverage, and you can you know rush, rush the passer, and, and then you know whack the whack the running back. So um, yeah, so I don't know, man. You got to be a, You just got to be tough. You know, be tough and uh, tenacious.
0: That sounds good. Well, coach, thanks for coming on the show. We are looking forward. to to football at some point we just hope we get some at 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 some point we don't care kind of when it is Um, as long as we get some some pad thudding we're going to be happy yeah,
1: definitely. No, that's what we're all wishing for and hoping for. And, and for the high school kids and for the college kids and for, for all the, you know, people in the whole United States who are just kind of holding their breath right now, try to, try to get to that next level, get to the game, get to fall camp and, and see where this thing goes. And, and, uh, we'll get through it like every, you know, like life happens, you know, you just win the day and the next day comes along and you go win that day. And so, uh, uh, yeah, I appreciate all your time and, and, uh, you know, give me an opportunity to talk and, and uh,
0: it was it was fun. Thank you. Thanks, coach. All right, guys, that was Carol, head coach Troy Purcell that you just heard, and uh, we are going to go right on into our Frontier Conference preview in the uh, week or so that has elapsed since I recorded with Troy Purcell. Uh, one, I've picked up John Cooper on the podcast. John, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing absolutely. Well, oh, Corey, just with all the uncertainty going around with NAI football, I just, you know, I'm I'm just ready for September to get here.
0: So let's recap uh, because it's been a week. So we were talking about um, with Coach Purcell. I was talking with Coach Purcell um, before we before we went on about not knowing what the NAI was going to uh, was was gonna um, come up with for. Uh, the the championships, and they are going to have a spring championship this year um, in the strangest of all years. Um, And that makes some really weird scheduling hacks for um, schools from from coast to coast. Talk about it a little bit, John. Well, you know,
2: the debate of should NAI football be spring or not, you know, it's come up without this pandemic just because it would get more Honestly, I wish the NAI would have said, uh, let's give it a trial run. It's not high school football where you don't share athletes. And uh, I would like to see what happens. And plus, I think it's to take its way for the players for the most part and uh, just to delay it. But I would like to see NAI in the spring. But I, I think we're going to have just such a mix mash with some schools playing in the fall, some pushing in the spring, and just some canceling altogether. So I'm really looking forward to see how it's all handled.
0: It's going to be weird, especially in the Frontier Conference. And, and let's let's bring it around back to, to that a little bit. Um, the three members of the Frontier that are primary members of the Cascade Conference. So that's College of Idaho, that's um, Southern Oregon, that's Eastern Oregon. Those three non-Montana schools are moving their season to spring completely. The other Montana schools, Carroll, uh, Montana Tech, Montana Western, Montana State Northern, Rocky Mountain. The rest of them are going to have a fall schedule. You want to talk about Funky. That's going to be interesting. They're going to have a round-robin schedule. The Frontier is no stranger to a round-robin schedule, though.
2: Right, so I wonder how they're going to do that, Corey. If somewhere in the winter and somewhere in the spring, are you going to have a winter champion or a spring champion?
0: Dude, I I don't think the Frontier knows how they're going to do that. Um, yeah. That's that's really going to be strange. Um, you know, and well, let's and talk about what we we do know, and we
2: do know that College of Idaho is the defending champs. We do know that the run started off impressively in 2018 where they lost the first five games and then they won out and it was building. I'm looking forward to seeing how they reload from last year's team, um, especially at that quarterback position. Um, you know, that that kid was, Peterson was special.
0: Yeah. Darius James um, Peterson was amazing. I But I'm,
2: I'm looking forward to seeing what happens, especially with just the uncertainty happening and, uh, and you got to think we all know the NAI at times is revolving doors for these programs where kids just get up and leave at some programs. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you hear about the big names opting out in college football. There, there could be some NAI names as well.
0: Definitely a possibility. Um, for me, I I don't know that any of the cascade members um. We're primed to have, um, you know, a huge season. I know Eastern Oregon uh, returns quite a few uh, folks, but I, I really think that it's going to be a, a dogfight between Montana Western and and Carroll at, at the top of this division. I, I don't know that any of the three spring teams, um, with with College of Idaho losing so many pieces. I don't know that they're going to have a, a shot to repeat.
2: Yeah, and I think as like overall NAIA fans, I think many want to see Carol get back to that position. Mm-hmm. Um, so many national championships, and um, you know, I, I think that would be a good thing for the frontier. But uh, you know, just like I said, College Idaho has lost a lot. Um, I think a name to watch out for is Rocky Mountain. If we're going to go ahead and talk about Dark Horses, maybe. Yep. Um, you know, just because they were two years ago, the champs. Um, Coach Stutz comes in there last year. And uh, I think they're going to be the same situation as uh, Bethel, Tennessee. The talent is there to see if they can put it together.
0: I am going to go with Eastern Oregon on this one. As, as a Dark Horse, you you have your spring schedule, assuming it's played. Yeah. Um, and you, you make somebody really nervous and you make somebody make a hard decision against how you're going to play a fall versus a, a spring schedule. I think Eastern Oregon is gonna be the best out of those three cascade uh, teams. And that will make for some interesting discussion for how you determine a frontier um, champion to move on to the NAIA. Uh, playoffs, Um, could we see the Frontier not get anybody in just because of the split and, you know, recency bias? Well, I, I I think they're going to be accommodating
2: to all the conferences that decide to play. I think they'll honor the champion. I think the champion will most likely be in the top 20.
0: What if you what if you have like a um, a Montana Western who is the champion, quote unquote, and then you have an Eastern Oregon team who beats up on College of Idaho, Southern Oregon, and the rest of their schedule? How do you how do you figure out who the true champion is? Yeah, that's a tough decision for the league office
2: there it it, um, it
0: really is cuz that's going to de- that's going to determine who's getting into the playoffs.
2: Right, absolutely. That I don't have an answer to.
0: That's th- these these are uh these are times that made me realize why the uh statement may you live in interesting times was a curse. Right, absolutely. I totally uh, agree. So let's go ahead and, and just and just get to the getting um we talked about the dark horse who who are you going with at the end of the day that's going to be your frontier champion you know, I, so much has changed over the years for the frontier but you know i i have carol
2: getting back there um just there's been improvements made slowly um you know they've been embarrassed a couple years ago but last year that they are, they're competitive and they're returning a couple pieces back so I'm going with the Carol Saints
0: guys I promise we don't we, we don't share notes before we do this John refuses my offers of, of show notes um I'm going with Carol as well you re, do you realize John we've we've done several of these we've picked a like for everybody except for the kcAC so far
2: absolutely
0: Absolutely. Uh, I agree. So, uh, yeah, Carroll's got a ton returning. You've got a 1,000-yard running back. You've got a nearly 1,000-yard receiver and a dangerous kick returner in Shane Sipes. You've got a really nice tight end piece, two O-linemen, and your starting quarterback who takes care of the football. Five interceptions a year ago, 19 touchdowns through the air, four on the ground. Um you know, really and truly, the question for Carroll is going to be their defense, just like we talked about with Coach Purcell. How can, how are they going to be able to, um, you know, replace a couple of their defensive pieces? Um, you know, we'll we'll see. But I, I I really and truly think that this is Carroll's time to reclaim the frontier for their own. Right. Absolutely. So, even though it's it's going to be an untraditional year, I, I do think the traditional powers will back, get back up top, and it's just going to be exciting to see. Absolutely. Well, for John Cooper, I'm Corey Thorpe. Keep it peeled here. We will have the information hot off the presses as it comes out. Uh, you won't miss it if you see it from us, so... Just keep your eyes on our Twitter feed and you will see it as we see it. Thanks.